Welcome back, 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 I am back, 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 the podcast is back. Welcome back to the Walk With The Fight Club, I am Steven Mulehausen. It's been a long time, a lot of things have happened, some things have changed, but one thing that's going to be completely different is this podcast. We're back, I'm back. I let you guys down. I let myself down. Kind of lost my way for a while. In in this in the meet in the combat sports media landscape, but I'm back. Bigger, better, stronger, better than ever. Still at the zone. Things are happening. Some good things are happening there. That will be for another day. Today is not that day. But I do want to apologize to everybody. We'll be doing this completely different. We're going to be hearing interviews. Short reaction, breaking news podcasts, whether it's in boxing, MMA, or wrestling. Maybe a show recap here and there, just really depending on the show. And... To always be pay-per-view recaps, because I think I think pay-per-view, PLEs, whatever you want to call them, I think those are very important. You guys like to hear breakdowns, and you guys like to hear stuff like that. So I think that, in the grand scheme of things, is very important. But that that's, that's, that is how this ship is going to run. In terms of Daryl Rivera, I hope Daryl's going to be back. I don't have that locked in yet. We're trying to... Get that squared away, and I think we will. So hopefully we'll get Daryl on at least one day a week. But it'll be, we'll have journalists on. It's going to be wrestlers, boxers, fighters. Whether it's Bellator, PFL, the UFC, regional. Just going back to basics. And what got this podcast, one of the biggest podcasts in the world, was because of going that route. And that's the route we're gonna. I'm going to go. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a ton of fun. Um, relationships are better with a lot of different places. So that's how we're going to do this, and this is going to be a ton of fun. Um, and what a way to start today. And we'll get into that in a minute because we got a, I got an awesome guest, and I like, can't wait till you guys listen to the conversation. But the places where you can find this are the same. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play iHeart, wherever you listen to podcasts, I like Apple. I like Apple Podcasts. I like iTunes. That's where I get my jam. Everyone is different in this day of age in, the, in 2023. So anywhere you can listen to a podcast, just type Walkway to Fight Club. There you go. And our guest today is AEW star Daniel Garcia. He will be challenging Maxwell Jacob Friedman. MJF for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship tonight. I'm doing it. <laughs> the match airs in eight and a half hours. Actually, not eight hours. I, mean, I got to learn how to tell time about it. In about 10 hours, as of this recording, you can watch it internationally. You can watch it on the zone in select international markets. If you are in the United States, you can watch it on TBS. Hopefully you watch it on the zone international 
we're in it's in four over 40 international markets so make sure if you guys are in those 40 markets go to the zone check it out make sure your country has it available and watch the great stars of all elite wrestling we talked a lot about talked about the match with mjf interesting stuff about his headspace in the last 12 months i thought that was Really did a little bit of a good good little deep dive and kind of seeing where his attitude is at at this stage of the game. We talk about that. We talk about some wrestlers where he gets his influence from. I thought that was really quite intriguing as well. And we talk a little El Football across the pond. We talk a little soccer. Just a really good – I've never talked to Danny. So I thought that it was a really good chat. Thank you to all Elite Wrestling for the conversation. Enough of me. You don't want to hear me – you want to hear from the man that could potentially walk out of Portland, Oregon, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the one and only Daniel Garcia. A big week in the world of all elite wrestling is he will be challenging MJF for the AEW World Heavyweight title. You can catch that on the zone in select international territories. He's the one and only Daniel Garcia and... Danny, you told me beforehand, this is a week. This is a great week. Would would you say, is it fair to say, Danny, this is the biggest week of your career or no? Um, I feel like I've had weeks that have been more important to, to my development as a performer and more um, impactful is my development as a performer. But I think this is one of the biggest opportunities I've ever had especially with the past year I've had where I've kind of just been not stagnant, but opportunities have been very hard to come by for me over the past year. So I feel like this is in comparison to the rest of my career, where I was at with those opportunities I was getting, this is the biggest opportunity I've had in a very long time. Why do you feel the last year has been so stagnant for you? Uh, That's a good question. I'm not really sure. I feel like um, AEW, we have a very big roster. We have a lot of talented people on the show. And um, obviously, more talent comes with more competition. So it's just harder to get opportunities. And I feel like that can either deter you from wanting to get those opportunities. It can make you feel complacent and lazy. Or it can make you work harder, try new things, and do everything you can to still earn those opportunities. And I feel like that's exactly what I do. That dance, man. I, you know, I don't know who's got the better dance right now in AEW, you or Nana. And I asked Swerve about that a few weeks ago, and he thought he thinks it's a pretty close race when we chatted. I think it was about two or three weeks ago. Yeah, it was kind of weird. You know, I started doing the dance like maybe about like eight, ten months ago. It started getting crazy reactions. And then, you know, Nana started doing the dance like two or three weeks later. So, it's pretty interesting. I think I'm the originator of dancing at AEW. I feel like since I've done it, I've seen a lot of people try to do, try to emulate that kind of thing in their matches. But you know, you can steal the recipe, but the sauce don't say, don't taste the same. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. And have you given him tips? Because you know his thing, his moves have been getting better, where yours have always been really good. Yeah, I love Nana's dance. I think it's uh. I think it's really funny. I like I like his contrast to Swerve's serious demeanor. I love when he comes out jumping around doing his little dance. He adds little uh 
little changes to the dance every couple of weeks. It feels like he's always adding new layers. It's always entertaining. Where did the idea come from to start doing it? I mean, it was just something I did in a match once. I think we were in El Paso, like big, big Latino and Hispanic community in El Paso. I was just on Ricky Starks and I just busted out a dance move and got a good reaction. I never really expected it to become such a big part of who I am as a performer. I just kind of wanted it to be something that, you know, like a taunt, like how Eddie Guerrero shakes his shoulders, does yeah. his little shimmy. Just like a little taunt that someone does every once in a while. But the dance kind of took on a life of its own and became, I think, bigger than anybody could have ever predicted. I do agree with it. I remember when you guys, when you got you and Sammy faced MJF and Adam Cole in the, in the tag title tournament. And that's kind of like where they're looking and you just stole the show. Was better mm-hmm. than what any of the other three did. No disrespect to their dance moves, but that's kind of where I felt you had, like you said, it gained momentum. But I felt that moment took it over the top. I appreciate that. I feel like you know, the more I get in there with high-profile people, and I can juxtapose the dance next to these big, larger-than-life performers that everybody is already familiar with, it always helps get the dance some more notoriety. I couldn't agree with that more. And, you know, when you look at the moment of this week and, you know, you look at the run Max has been on and what do you make of, you could really call it a transformation of Max of where, you know, he became the champion where people were like, okay, we, we know what we're going to get. And he's done really a, a complete 180 in the last like four or five months. Yeah, Max is a very interesting guy. Um, I mean, behind the scenes and on the screen, I think he's somebody that a lot of people have very mixed emotions and mixed feelings on. But it's hard to deny his work ethic. It's hard to deny his output. I mean, he's he's on screen more than anybody else. He um, gets more TV time than anybody else. And he's really excels at getting himself over and getting every little thing that he does to get a reaction and everything he does means something, which I think is, is very, um, it, it, it's not, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that, that's nothing to sneeze at. Everything he does ends up meaning something in the long run. Like there's no skipped beats in his character or his story. Like you have to pay attention for, to every single thing that he does to actually get it. And I think that's something really cool about Max, no matter how you feel about him. I feel that's a lost art in wrestling is the minutia. And then, like, the little things is everyone always looks at the big picture when, you know, especially when you, when you watch AEW, the small things matter more often than not than the big things. Yeah, I think if you look at people like Hangman, the Elite, and Kenny, they kind of made that popular in wrestling again where – you know, they, they really reward the attentive viewer. If you can pick up on the Easter eggs and if you can pick up on the storytelling they've been doing for years over time, it'll reward you in the long run as a viewer because you get the full picture that they've been trying to paint the entire time. You know, who have you learned the most from so far in AEW? Have you learned more from Jericho or have you learned more from Brian Danielson? Uh, 
I mean, that's a hard question. I feel like I haven't really learned anything specific from either of them. Like, neither of them are the type of guy to sit you down and critique your matches and, or critique promos or tell you you need to do this or tell you you need to do that. They're kind of very, especially Jericho, is a very, like, laissez-faire uh, teacher. He kind of just lets you do things on your own and find out stuff for yourself. Um and Brian, if you ask him to um for help, he will he will generally tell you if you need help or not. Like he will um critique your matches, he will tell you what needs to be better. But um they're both not very in your face about it. They don't they don't go out of their way to tell you if you have a problem. You very much have to go to them and ask them for their advice. Do you prefer that? Or do you prefer someone to, per se, be on your ass to be like, hey, here, we can improve something here, you can improve something here, or or, or you prefer that laid-back style? Mm, I mean, I prefer having somebody that you can go to and trust who can give you advice. Like, for me, I love, I love getting advice from Brian. I love getting advice from Dax from FTR. Those are two of my main people to go to for um, when I need help with something, um, either whether it be in-ring or backstage. Those are two people that have helped me immensely in, in both of those things. And um, I don't know if I have a preference. Um, obviously, nobody really feels good when they're getting critiqued. It's natural to, to try to deflect and come up with excuses when people are giving you advice because everybody thinks what they're doing is right in the moment. But... Um, I think it's important to take advice and seek out critique and to try to get better because I think that's the only way somebody can improve. Um, I do like only having a couple people to go to because I feel like if you have too many people giving you advice, then it just, everything just gets lost in translation. And then you're trying to please and appease too many different people at once. And then you become something that isn't even a good reflection of yourself. And I feel like that's something I did for maybe like six months ago for like a year I was doing in AEW where I was letting too many people tell me what they think I should be doing instead of doing what I think I should be doing. And um, I think that was a pitfall for me for a couple months, but I got out of it. I snapped out of it and I feel like I'm doing off better because of it. Where do you feel you are right now as a performer compared to 12 months ago? Um, it's weird. I, I, I have a lot less ring time than I had 12 months ago. Um, I feel like 12 months ago, I was wrestling very, very, very consistently. Maybe, maybe let uh, more than 12 months ago, like, uh, let's say like 14 to like 16 months ago, I was wrestling so much. I was wrestling a lot. Felt like I was wrestling every week. Um, and last week on rampage against Trent, and then this week against MJF, this is only my second singles match at AEW in six months since May. You know, so, so like I said, opportunities are getting harder and harder to come by. Time is getting harder and harder to come by. Um, so I feel like in ring wise, what's been keeping me fresh a lot is training. I train a lot in Buffalo, New York at Grapplers Anonymous still. And I still take indie dates. Um like a month or two ago, I did an hour-long match with Speedball Mike Bailey at PWG. I remember that. Like a month or two ago, I wrestled Titus Alexander, a West Coast pro, for a half hour. So I've been taking other avenues to keep me fresh in ring when the 
in-ring opportunities aren't coming at AEW. So I still feel as ready as ever. And I feel like um, somehow with the lack of ring time, I'm still better than I was 12 months ago. I feel like I've grown more as a performer and as a wrestler in ring. So I feel like um, this match with Max is going to be a good culmination. And I feel like you're going to see some things from Daniel Garcia that you've been expecting and new things that you haven't been expecting. And I think it's a good culmination of all my work over the past year. That match Mike Bailey was awesome. Thank you. You know, you look at, you talk about Mike and, you know, and, you know, is he, and I asked him this, and he was very humble about it before I talked to him before his match with Will Ospreay. And he was very, he was humble when I asked about if he was the best performer in the business and he kind of downplayed it. But who do you feel is the best performer in the business? Best performer in the business. Um, I say all the time, I think, I think Mox is the best wrestler in the world. Um, he's somebody, whenever I watch him, he just makes me feel like viscerally. He just makes like, he can bring out my emotions in a match more than anybody else can. I think I love watching him. I think he's, I think the way he performs is kind of like lost on a lot of people. I feel like he has like an old school style and not just stylistically, like the way he does things, it breaks the rhythm of how an audience should react. Like if an audience is supposed to be like, okay, now's the point where we clap. Now's the point where we cheer. Now's the point where we chant. This is awesome. He kind of takes the audience on a different ride where they're reacting because they feel like they need to react, not because they're like, oh, no, well, this is the time where we do this, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And so I, I look up to is I it, look up to Knox in a lot of ways. I, I love watching Knox perform. Is it the one guy you study the most? Is Mox? Mm, I I would say Mox, uh Mox, Brian, um, Eddie. Those are probably like three of the people who probably my top three favorite wrestlers of all time. My top five would be like Brian, Mox, um, Eddie, Sasha Banks, and then Five is probably like a rotating door of like Katsuyori Shibata or Mark Henry or Shinsuke Nakamura or something like that. But the top four, that's like Mox, Brian, Eddie, Sasha Banks. That's like locked in. I don't think that'll ever change. Mercedes if, Monet, sorry. Is that same? Or is it, people are going to get, I don't want people getting upset at you, Danny. You know, you know how people get, people get, a little, people get a little upset when you don't mention their current names and, I know you, know, you talk about her. That's just what I grew Go up ahead. with her on. It took me forever to start calling Mox Mox too. I was calling him Dean Ambrose for the longest. Did he have, did he ever try to correct you when you kept calling him that? No, I never called him to his just like even before I signed to AEW, I'd be like, Oh, like did you see Dean Ambrose's max match? And it's just you know, it's just a habit. You gotta break it. No, you're not wrong. That you're not wrong on that at all. And you know, say Mercedes does come in. You know, she was at All In, a lot of rumbling speculation. She's injured right now. But what would she mean to the women's division? Yeah, I think a Mercedes, not even in a women's division. I think she's one of the greatest performers of all time. I think she, she carries herself like a star. Her in-ring ability is amazing. I think she's very creative, very unique. Um, I've never met her, but you can tell her work ethic is insane. 
like when she left took a break for like a year or whatever and she was going to all these different schools she trained in mexico she trained in japan she trained at house of glory in new york city just like learning and adapting to all these new different styles to really improve her game um just always being a student not being complacent and um not just um what what is it like resting on her laurels like she never seems like yeah. the type to do that so i really admire her i love watching and studying her matches and i think she's um i think she's one of the best of all time male or female is that the worst thing you can do as a performer is be complacent? I wouldn't say be complacent. I would say the worst thing you can do as a performer is regress. But I feel like the business is rapidly moving so quick. If you stay complacent, it's, it's like um, it's like inflation. Like if you keep all your money in a savings account, it's going to be the same amount of money over the next year. But because the price of the dollar keeps – because the dollar keeps – uh going and going up it's gonna um be less money than it was so if you stay complacent you're probably not going to get any worse but everyone's going to get so much better than you that it's going to seem like you're a lot worse are you are you a bills fan or a sabers fan or both uh i don't really watch a lot of um football but i'm, I'm a bills fan by okay. proxy i played hockey ah. growing up growing up like my whole life so um, okay. i'm a sabers fan but I, I don't really watch a lot of games i watch the basketball and soccer those are my sports but um i'll go to sabers games with my friends i'll watch okay. the bills if they're on sometimes um so yes i am a bills <laughs> and sabers fan by uh by proxy for sure so who's the favorite are you an nls fan or are you more of like the premier league and la liga and, or even like Prem- you know Saudi pro league starting right now? i like premier league and la liga Okay. Okay. Do you have a specific teams or no? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not like super supportive of one team. I like watching Arsenal. Oh. I like watching West Ham because they have players that oh. I like. La, La Liga, I like watching Barcelona, obviously. There you go. There you go. Messi fan or no? Messi's cool. I'm a Neymar guy. Neymar is my favorite player of all time. Ooh, okay, okay. Rest up, Neymar. I hope, just, I hope your I hope your knee gets better soon. That was tragic. Oh my god, that was. That's one of those where you turn the head when you see yeah, it. I love I love Neymar. Um, you know he's another person who dances but has a lot of skill. So I admire him a lot. A lot of inspiration taken it, from Neymar for sure. He doesn't have Danny Garcia, Daniel Garcia dance skills. Let's just be honest. It's close. It's close. <laughs> He's not nimble. I don't feel like you bring a certain cachet. You're, where you're saying is, Neymar is a nimble, the most skilled soccer player of all time. Is a nimble? That's crazy. Nimble on the soccer field, nimble to the dance moves. That's different things. I think it's a little bit different. You got to watch That's more just me, though, nice be... videos. I'm gonna have to shout you out on Twitter. I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to do that later after we get off, and I'm gonna have to sit and watch a couple more dances. The stuff I've seen is good, but it could be better. You gotta Not watch him. Him and uh, my favorite. Well, my other favorite player, uh, Lucas Paqueta. He he's one of my favorites. You gotta watch him too. He dances a lot. He's really good. I'm going to have to shout you out on Twitter. I'm going to have to do that later. And two more questions, Danny. And thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. And 
what does it what would it mean to you to walk out with the AEW heavyweight title? I mean, the champion is the person who gets to put the company on their back. They're the one who's on every poster, every pay-per-view, every TV show. They make the most money. I mean, it would mean a lot for me. This is a this is a contract year for me. So I'm doing everything I can to solidify my next deal and where I end up, you know. So I feel like winning the title, it would be the the biggest deal in the world for the place that I'm at right now. It would be amazing, you know. I haven't it, let me say this. I haven't been on a AEW, strictly only AEW pay-per-view since double or nothing 2022. Anarchy. Get out of here. That's the that's the only AEW, strictly only AEW pay-per-view that I've been on. That's the only one I've ever wrestled on. I've been on Forbidden Door. I've been on some of the Ring of Honors. But that's the only AEW pay-per-view I've ever wrestled on. And like I said, opportunities are hard to come by. And I get frustrated and I get mad in a good motivated way where, um, you know, I see these pay-per-views pass by and I'm just sitting there not on them. When I see the intros to the TV show and I'm not on them, when I see the faces on the truck and I'm not on them. So I feel like winning the title, it's going to force the hand and it's going to, they're going to have no choice, but to put me on every pay-per-view and on the trucks and on every merch and on everything. I, I want, I want Daniel Garcia's beautiful, gorgeous Hispanic face to be on every AEW related thing possible. I want to be on dynamite, rampage collision ring of honor every single week that's my aspirations i'm not somebody who wants to win the title just to say oh like i have this metal object that can uh that i can flaunt around and bring through tsa i want to be the person to carry aew into the future and i want to be the person to put it on my back and lead aew in the right direction I wasn't going to ask this, but I'll end with this based off your your answer is, is this match a proving point? Not even just to yourself, not even to yourself, really. Do you know how great you are in the ring, but to your employer in the world? Um, No, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say it's a, um, I wouldn't say it's a proving point to my employer or anything because I'm Tony knows how good I am. He lets me know how good I am. I have a great boss. I have a great support system around me at AEW. Um, but I feel like it is kind of do or die because, like I said, opportunities, I'm going to keep saying it, they're just very hard to come by. And I feel like if you don't make the most of every opportunity, then the next time an opportunity comes, it's going to pass you by and you won't get selected to do that. I feel like everything I've ever been given I've knocked it out of the park. I feel like I've done the most with everything that I've been given, and I'm going to continue to do that for AEW. Um, if my if my boss tells me, hey, we need you to do this, I'm going to do it. If um, my coworkers tell me, hey, we need you to do this, I'm going to do it. I'm that kind of guy. I'm a company man, and I'm somebody that wants to see AEW succeed the most in the future, and I want to be the reason why that happens. I don't want to see... Like, I, I want the best for AEW, but I want to be the reason why AEW is succeeding. I remember there was a Michael Jordan quote. He said, I want my team to win, but I want to be the reason why my team is winning. And that's how I feel. I want to be the reason why AEW wins. And I feel like I can be. I feel like I proved that I can be. And I will continue to prove that I can be. 
you can watch Daniel Garcia challenge MJF for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship Wednesday night from Portland, Oregon on AEW Dynamite. And you can watch that on the zone in select international territories. Daniel, we've never chatted. This has been great. Thank you so much for the time today. It is greatly appreciated. I'm gonna go watch some Neymar. I'm gonna I'm getting ready to go eat some pizza. So I'm yeah, gonna go. sit while I I'm while I'm eating dinner. Now, should I go to TikTok or should I go to Twitter or YouTube? Where, where am I going here? Go to TikTok, YouTube. Just look up okay. the Brazilian national team dances. It'll be the best stuff you've ever seen in your life. And I'm going to mention you on Twitter because I am going to watch it. And I'll probably even link it. So, Danny, thank you for the time, my man. It's always, this has definitely been a pleasure. Best of luck on Wednesday. Look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. A huge thank you to Daniel Garcia and the best of luck to him tonight as he challenges MJF for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship from the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon. Internationally, you can watch it on DAZN and select markets. And in the United States, you can watch it on TBS. Big match, you know, and, you know, you can tell, he didn't come out and say it, but you can read between the tea leaves, at least to me, you can feel like there's he's got a chip on his shoulder heading into this. He hasn't been he hasn't been used a lot, which I am that baffles my mind just because he's so talented. You know, and the fact that what he said about pay-per-view that he hadn't been on pay-per-view an AEW base pay-per-view since Anarchy in the Arena at Double or Nothing in 2022. Headlined by CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page. So it's just mind-boggling to hear that stuff from Daniel Garcia. I That kind of, that really caught me off guard. And I was like, wait a minute. And I even said it. I was like, oh. And I remember thinking about it. I was like, well, that ain't right. But hey, he was spot on. And it, feels like he's fighting a battle for a battle of respect, a battle to show that he belongs, which I think he belongs. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. There's no, and you can see the evolution of him and his character. And it's not hard to see, you know, who knew a dance, like his dancing, it got over you. And we talk about it a decent amount at the beginning, but like, it's really what's gotten him over, you know, and he's still the great wrestler, but now he's starting to show, more depth and range in his character. And you want to see that. I think that's good just for him to evolve as a performer, get the fans emotionally invested because you could be a great wrestler. There's plenty of great wrestlers, but it's that old adage of why should I get behind you? Why should I take and divest my time into watching you? It can't just be that. Not in this day of age. It doesn't work like that. You know, when he's starting to do that, and I think, and you see a lot of and I really commend Daniel Garcia for that because a lot of guys don't do that enough. And I wish him the best luck because I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup tonight. I'm really, 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 really looking forward to him at MJF for the gold. But thank you to Daniel Garcia. Huge thank you to AEWPR for helping set up the interview. That's, that's always appreciated. Don't forget, you can find the podcast, Spotify, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms. 
wherever you like. It's kosher. Leave a five-star rating. Helps us move up in the rankings. We're going to get back in these rankings, and we're going to go over. I'm going to take over again, and we're going to run some shop here. There will be one more podcast this week. I just don't have a date. I'm trying to get a set schedule for you guys. I know it's hard, like I said, with breaking news. You just really don't know, and a lot of it is going on. You had the big WWE news with CW. But I want to get a reporter. I want to get the guy who broke it. I'm going to reach out to him in a little while and see if we can if we can set something up there because I think that's a really big story and I really want hopefully hopefully you know we can get him on and we can really go in depth with that because I think it's a very fascinating conversation at least to me it is because I do find there's a lot of stock in that from the perspective of what what that really means in the grand scheme of things. So really looking forward to that. That's going on. What does that mean for the NWA? We just had a crown jewel event. We got full gear coming up next weekend. Survivor series is coming up. I will be in the house in Chicago. I'm looking forward to getting back on the grounds and spend a little bit. So I'm looking forward to that. My first WWE, God, I think and since SummerSlam of 21, John Cena, Roman Reigns, the return of Brock Lesnar. Becky Lynch smashes Bianca Belair in like 30 seconds. So <laughs> a very memorable SummerSlam. But enough of me. We will have one more podcast this week. I do promise. Thank you, guys. Again, it means a lot. Thank you so much. I'm going to revitalize the Twitter page, the uh, Instagram page. I want to get all that squared away. The weekend we'll start airing clip, put clips on. And all that cool stuff, because I think you guys really deserve that. So thank you guys so much. It means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. Download, review, subscribe. All I can do, you can follow me on Twitter at smuehausenjr. That's S-M-U-E-H-L-H-A-U-S-C-N-J-R. This is Stephen Mielhausen. I'll talk to you guys next time. 